Welcome, everybody, uh, to Australian MMA. If you're clicking on this, you must be a fan of Quillen Southkild. Or if you have no idea who Quillen is, you're just in-depth with Australian MMA. We're in for a bit of a treat. Uh, he's going to be an absolute superstar. Uh, he's taking on a man named Blake Donnelly, who is the Eternal MMA lightweight champion. Eternal MMA, of course, one of the biggest promotions in all of Australia. Quillen Southkild has uh, burst on the scene and over the last four years has had close to 30 to 40 fights across. Uh, across many different disciplines and, and jiu-jitsu comps and, and whatnot. And he's just one of those one of those up-and-comers that has just fallen in love with the sport ever since he was 18. He's And look, he's absolutely exploding. He's getting his opportunity to take on Blake Donnelly at Eternal MMA 76, June 10th in Perth at HBF Stadium. So a home game for Quillen Southfield. Uh, we have him on for a quick couple of minutes just to talk about the fight, talk about his training uh, leading up to it. And... Uh, uh, despite his amateur career uh, and his amateur dominance, uh, he actually started his professional career out with a loss uh, and then went on to three straight victories. Now, he's fought some really, really tough guys, but there has been some questions of how quick Quillen got this title shot, what happened, and, and we break that down a little bit. But either way, uh, it's going to be an absolute cracker of a fight. And look, it was pretty inevitable that Quillen Southkill was going to get a lightweight title shot at Eternals. I'm very excited for that fight June 10th. Of course, head on over to Eternal MMA to find out more about how you can either attend in person, use his fighter codes to get tickets so he gets a, a, a chunk of the sales, or of course, UFC Fight Pass and you can watch it live. Uh, but hey, without further ado, you. Let's hear from the man himself. Ladies and gentlemen, Quillen Southkill. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the line who will be competing for the Eternal Lightweight Championship June 10th in Perth, Eternal 76, is title challenger Quillen Southkill, mate. Welcome. Hello, Mitchell. It's good to see you. Mate, uh, finally, this has been such a long journey for you. Uh, I would say close to 30, 40 combat fights, including like jiu-jitsu, boxing, all of that sort of stuff in perhaps... Four, is it four years? Uh, it's been five years now. Five, yeah. And and from, now you're from uh, my first session ever. Yeah, yeah, and now you're now you're fighting for the biggest yes. title in 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 Australian uh, MMA uh, on the regional scene. How does yes. that feel to finally get that opportunity? Oh yeah, feels yeah feels great. You know, I've been yeah I knew that you know sooner or later that uh, yeah this opportunity would would come by. You know, I'm just yeah glad that it's happened sooner. Blake Donnelly, first of all, uh, amazing display against David Martinez. But I've got to ask you, man, because everyone. Everyone knows that you and your, your teammate Cody Hadden, you've always been deemed as as the future Luestro uh, Combat Academy. It's just amazing, right? And you finally get this title, which everyone thought you were eventually going to get. But I've got to ask you, and I'd be remiss if I didn't, do you think you've fought enough caliber of an opponent to warrant a title shot? Yeah, well... The thing is, I uh, I was expecting one or two more fights yep. before I, I get the shot. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, when I got the call up, I was I was I was surprised, but I was at the same time you know ecstatic. So um, look to me, maybe maybe yeah, I haven't fought the you know the caliber to to get the shot in a you know traditional sense, but I know my skill set right now. I know I'm. You know, I'm ready for that shot and I'm ready to to take over and be the new champion. Yeah, because that's not to say that, like, I, I if anything, I, I really do think you can reach the the heights of the heights in, in this sport. But I really thought you were going to get maybe like a David Martinez, perhaps maybe even a Tom Nolan and Aiden Aguilera before you got this fight. Did Was that 
floated to you at all or yeah that yeah that definitely did float yes yes i thought i was gonna get yeah, get one of them but um i guess i'll just have to defend the belt against them instead <laughs> now uh like you said you were getting ready for like one or two more fights before the title fight now that it's in in front of you is it fast tracking anything are you like oh oh crap we've got it we got we got to do this training camp now is it business as usual no, it's just, yeah, business as usual. And run us through business as usual because you always have like a very unique schedule. Run everyone through who who trains or, or might not have trained, uh, what your daily and weekly schedule looks like. Oh, well, to, to make it simple, it's, uh, you know, I've got a morning and night training session, Monday through to Friday, and then Saturday, just the, the one session. And then on a Sunday, it's a yeah, day off, recovery day. So you basically like, you've been full-time for five years. Pretty much, yes. And uh, parents helping you out, Centrelink helping you out. Hey, it us the the parents, you know. Yeah, yeah, they're real, real supportive. You know, they. I'm real fortunate to have them. Now, uh, 23 now. Yes, I'm 23. Is there is this fitting all into like your five year plan? Did you have a long term plan? I didn't really have, uh, you know, like any like short term plans. It was just. You know, keep fighting and you know, keep gaining experience. And uh, the ultimate plan is obviously the the UFC. Yeah. And uh, how say you win this you win this title against a really really tough Blake Donnelly? How far away do you think you are from from a shot for the UFC? I'm thinking after this fight, four four more fights, and then I'd probably get a shot on the contender series. I think that's a yeah a good timeline to have. And do you want to go through like a contender series or would you like to be, you know, fully, fully booked? Doesn't matter to me anyway, you know, any road there I'll take. Now uh, you fought on Eternal a, a, a fair bit. Are there any other promotions around Australia that you, you wish you got a shot at or does it really not bother you? Doesn't really bother me to be honest. Yeah. Just, you know, any, any platform that will, you know, take me on is, yeah, it's a good one. And have you had have you had any doubts throughout this this five years? Like you got you had the early loss. Obviously, you dominated in amateur. I think you were nine and three in amateur and doing well in other uh, combat sports as well. And then you get your first pro and you lose to Pablo Tarioba, who's amazing in jiu-jitsu, but realistically, not an MMA fighter, not continuing his MMA no. career. Talk us through that loss. Like, what did it do to you mentally? Oh yeah, it uh it hurt a lot. You know, like uh took a while to. To recover from that, the sting, you know, lasted uh, quite a while. Honestly, up until I got my yeah, the, the first my first win, like six months later. So um, yeah, I did. I didn't really have any doubts. So I just knew I made, you know, I made a mistake in that fight. You know, I just knew. I knew I'd I'd come back from that for sure. And what did you? What was one of the main mistakes in that fight? I know it's such a long time ago, but was it engaging yeah. in the grappling, or was it? Were you were you happy to do that? Yeah, just just engaging in, in his strengths. Cause I knew he had, you know, he had pretty much one path to victory and I, you know, give him all the, I give him yeah many opportunities in that area. And then he finally, you know, took the opportunity and then got the job done. Well, I think this is where you've, you've actually won a lot of fans is the fact that like you, you went to the ground with one of the <laughs> best guys in the, in the state and yeah. one of the best MMA grapplers uh, that we've got just of how he puts it together. And then even against Nico Flessis, you, your next fight where you needed a victory, he was a guy that's had like 15 fights and you stood and banged with him and there was nearly a double knockdown. 
yeah. I dealing that deal, double knockout. There was a double knockdown. Like, what's going through your head in that fight? Was there pressure to get that Nico win? Yeah, definitely was. Yeah, I knew that if you know if I took another another loss that Nico win that um on that yeah Nico fight. Yeah, who knows where we'd be? I knew that was it was dire to to get my hand raised that night. And now we move on to, you know, the crescendo of, of the eternal lightweight championship fight. What is it about Blake Donnelly's game that either concerns you or that you think you can take advantage of? Because the grappling from Martinez, he survived and then obviously put it on him and and won by doctor stoppage. But is there anything that stands out to him that you've got to be concerned with? Yeah, he's got yeah, he's got good um good traditional boxing, you know, he's nice and nice and long with the hands. You know, he can get quite creative sometimes you know and he definitely has the the experience so he knows how to you know how to how to pace himself when to push and when not to and uh where do you think that that you can really put the pressure on him i think i can put the pressure on him you know everywhere i know that you know with with my timing i'll be able to get and secure takedowns i'll be able to you know land strikes on him you know i think it's just going to be a be another another master class on my end and uh, if you can talk us through how instrumental uh, your head coach R- Romelu Australia has has been in your career and and even in this camp, yeah, you know he's uh he's my number one. You know, without him, no way I'd be here. You know, you know I was I'm always say I'm so lucky and so fortunate to have to have met him five years ago, and I've been just following him around like a like a puppy dog ever ever since. You know, so yeah, he's been you know pivotal. And you were his almost only fighter uh, uh, in the in the early on. You know he didn't have a name. Where now guys are uh, coming from different gyms to train with you guys. You know you got likes of Cody Harden, yourself, uh, James Floyd. Now like there's really really good guys that train. Matt King yeah. who who just won in Bali. Like like who's uh, from from Kalsok. Uh, Muay Thai was amazing there. It's like they're all coming together to train with Ramel. But you trained with him so early on. What was it about him that that drew you towards him? Uh at the at the start, you know, um, his uh, yeah, his personality is is uh is great. You know, he's very he was very welcoming of me. Like uh, I remember one night, like you know, I didn't haven't known him long, but um, I went to the last, I think it was the last Hex show in um in Perth, like ages ago, and then uh, I I pretty much I met him there. You know, I only met him like a few times. I like, did a few sessions with him. And, was this five years ago? Yeah, this was would, yeah, this was five years ago. Yeah, you would have been like you would have been like ten, a <laughs> <laughs> uh, fresh eighteen year old. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, ever since then he just you know he just took me under his wing. He like you know he he just you know grabbed me at the show and and he I just you know followed him around and then he was just talking about MMA all night. See how passionate he was, and then you know through all the all the sessions I really seen he was like a, a step above like any other any other coaches that I've trained with. So even though he didn't have necessarily like that team behind him, and he had the Jones brothers, but like it's not like he, he wasn't this like standout coach, you know, how like you have like a Vickers now who has like a Jack Della or something. It didn't – was there like a, a, an actual thing he said to you? Was there anything that really you went, man, this is going to be my coach? No, I just – I, I kind of just – just knew I know I think he just has that that aura around him like I can't really explain it but um 
yeah, just the way he talks about MMA, you just you just know that he's the you know he's the guy to go to. I mean, I I think I even have the story of where he made it through the ridiculous tryouts with Brian Ebersole, yeah, uh, yeah. which is Steve Kennedy, uh, who fought in the UFC as well, has talked about those where they were just stupid. My cousin was in that as well, Isaac Tisdall, who's a oh, yeah. former yeah, former yeah. lightweight yeah. champion uh, at, at Eternal, yeah, and they were just like rounds and rounds and rounds until he threw up and then he kept going. So it's like, he's a tough guy, even though his MMA like performance record, it, it, it doesn't sort of ring out to people. He's been around the sport for a very long time. Uh, also fun fact, he's also the guy, the first guy to ever wrist lock me when I was a white belt at yeah. some Fight Center <laughs> Northbridge. So yeah. Oh, now, uh, speaking of him, I just want to like uh, touch on, were you around when the infamous uh, vigilante act happened where Ramel stopped, uh, where you guys tracked down the, the guy that was breaking into cars? No, I actually wasn't. I wasn't at the gym. The one day I wasn't at the gym that happened. <laughs> I can't remember. I think I was I was um I was injured, I think. Because yeah, there was no other reason I'd not be at the gym. But um yeah, when I heard about that, I was yeah, I was so get, quite disappointed that I wasn't there to be around. Yeah. Give us that that quick that quick rundown for anyone that wasn't wasn't around. What, what exactly happened? Yeah, well, one of our one of our um you know um fighters from the gym, you know, got his car like broken into and got his um he got some of the yeah, valuables pretty much taken out from there and, and his wallet as well. And then, uh, yeah, when we found out, I think um, the guy, Wongi, I think he seen some um, on his phone, some like uh, like like um, notifications. Of yeah. it. I think his card's been used, you know, at the, the local, the Belmont Forum. So everyone, you know, got together. The, the whole gym just went down to the Belmont Forum and ended up finding the dude. He was wearing Wongi's like the, you know, the man bag. Yeah. He was wearing it and he was trying to plead his innocence and it was like, <laughs> it was obvious. And then, you know, Ramel, Ramel stepped in and uh, yeah, did his thing. Wrestled him down. Yeah. Which yeah. is, uh, you gotta love that too because it's like, guys, this is how it works in real life too. It's not just a sport. Yeah. Like, yeah, self yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, now, mate, before I let you go, because I'm super excited uh, for this title fight because it's it's well-deserved from you in terms of just what you put into the sport. And I know that I've mentioned, um, you know, the, the caliber of guys you fought, but you've still fought everyone that's ever been put in front of you and you've worked yes. extremely hard. So I don't want to take that away from you, but... What can we expect from you in this in this fight? Is do you have a prediction or how is this going to go against Blake Donnelly? It's going to expect a silky smooth performance. You know, I want to keep everything nice and nice and clean and make everything look pretty. And finally, mate, before I let you go, final question: After it's all said and done, how does Quill and Salkill want to be remembered in mixed martial arts? Oh, uh, you know, I just want to be remembered as uh, one of the greats. Nice, mate. Uh, I really appreciate the time. You've got a huge future and I'm glad that it's being fast-tracked. So congratulations, mate, and I uh, look forward to chatting to you with the belt. Thank you, Mitchell. It's all right, brother.